Shalom, everybody. Today we're learning Shaftim Parak Dalit. In today's Parak, we are going to continue to learn about the Shaftim Shimshain. Shimshain was definitely somewhat of an enigmatic figure, somebody that we're going to have to learn about exactly why he did what he did and what was the reasons why Hashem gave him the special Kaychis that he had. The Mepharshim bring down, right up he Kabbalah, it's brought down in Zayar. The Shimshain was really a tremendous tzaddik, tremendous tamachacham, tremendous chassid, and therefore anything we say about Shimshain has to be put in that perspective, in that light, and anything we're going to see in Rishen over here that's described some possible mistakes that Shimshin made, we'll have to be put in that perspective, we'll be put in that light. So in today's pack, we're going to see that Shimshin is going to find the wife fr- from the Plishtim. His parents are going to ask, you couldn't find any other woman, and the Psukhma are going to tell us that Hashem had this plan in place over here, that Shimshin should get involved with the Plishtim, so that eventually Shimshin will be able to take Nikama against the Plishtim. Then we're going to see at the end of the pack, Shimshin is going to end up marrying this woman, going to tell them a riddle, going to tell the people in the town a riddle, they're going to catch, they're going to figure out the answer to the riddle, because they're going to force Shimshin's wife to tell them the riddle, and then Shimshin is going to be upset with the Plishtim. So let's see it. Parak Yudalid, Pasuk Aleph. Again, I'll pick up all. It's very interesting. They bring down the Arizal brings down already. Bishim Desire that Shimshin Agibar was a Gilgal of Adam Rishon. He had to misak in the Chet, and they draw a lot of parallels. I'll pick up all. A lot of parallels drawn over here between the Chet of Eitzadas and Shimshin is supposed to be misak in the Chet. So let's see Parak Yudalid, Pasuk Aleph. So Shimshin goes down to the city and he sees a woman from the Plishtim. So Shimshin comes back to his parents and he says, I found this woman amongst the Plishtim. I want to marry her. His parents turn back to Shimshin. They say, you couldn't find any other Jewish girl. There's so many Yidin. You couldn't find a wife from the Jews. And Shimshin responds, no, this is the one I want to marry. She is proper in my eyes. explains that his par- the parents of Shimshin didn't recognize that this is all part of Akadish Baruch's master plan, that Hashem specifically wanted Shimshin to be involved with the Plishtim so that he could eventually take revenge against the Plishtim. So Shimshin and his parents go down to Timnasa. Shimshin wanted to bring his parents to meet his future wife. They come past the Karmei Timnasa. They come past the vineyards, which again, Shimshin was a Nazar, so he wasn't able to go in. And now a line approaches, Likrasai approaches... This line approaches Shimshain, and Shimshain all of a sudden has this tremendous Rach Hashem, he has this tremendous Guru, tremendous strength, and he's able to rip apart this line as if it was a calf, as if it was a Gdi, a goat. And he didn't repeat his parents what he did. The Pasuk says that they, they come down to this woman, they come down to this wife, Shimshin speaks there, and Shimshin decides that this is the one that he wants to marry. Meaning, like the, the first one over here explained, the mom points out that he, in the first time that Shimshin saw this, his future wife, he didn't actually speak to her, he just saw her. So that's what the Pontic Zion describes. And now he actually goes to meet her, he speaks to her, and he, rec- he realizes that it is the right person for him, and they're going to get married. The Pasuchas describes that Shimshin ends up going back home and then he comes back a few months later, a few days later, the Farshim suggests maybe 12 months later to allow his wife to get ready to, get ma- to be prepared for marriage. So it describes how he comes back to see what happened to the lion and he sees that in the lion there is a bunch of bees and there's a honey coming out of the lion. So now Shimshin takes some of the honey, eats it, and he brings it back to his parents, eat it as well. The Akhman Weiss points out that you see Shimshin was a big tzaddik over here. He didn't just keep the honey for himself. He went back to bring it to his parents to share. He didn't repeat to his parents the story that happened, that he tore this line apart, and now there's honey coming out of the line. 
That part he didn't repeat. So now his parents come back, they make a party for Shimshain, So now in Pasuk Yedalav, it describes how when Shimshain's future wife and his father-in-law said Shimshain was coming, they, they brought along 30 other men, 30 people to accompany them. So Shimshain now tells them, I'm going to tell you a riddle. Shimshain says, I'm going to tell you a riddle. You have seven days after the party to tell me the answer to this riddle. And if you get the proper answer, then I'll give you 30 sheets and 30 fancy garments. Shimshin says, if you're not able to get the answer, then you're going to have to give me the 30 begadim and 30 nice sheets. So they respond, please tell us the riddle. We accept the deal. That from the eater came out food, and from something strong came out something sweet. They weren't able to come up with the answer to the riddle for three days. Again, this riddle we're going to see. Is referring to the fact that Shimshin saw honey coming out of this line, so he asks them the riddle. Pasuk says they weren't able to come up with the answer. That's Pasuk as well. When it came on the seventh day, they turned to Shimshin they threaten Shimshin's wife and they tell her that if you don't get the answer out of Shimshin, we're going to burn down your house. Did you call us to the party? Did you call us so that we should become poor? Meaning that we only came to the party to celebrate with you and instead of celebrating with you now we're going to lose all this all the things that we promised to give the Shimshin if we don't get the answer to the riddle so now his wife, Shimshin's wife, starts crying to him and she says, You don't really like me, you hate me, you're telling the riddle to everybody else, and you're not telling me the answer to the riddle. So Shimshin responds to her, I didn't even tell the answer to my parents, I should tell you the answer to the riddle. So now Shimshin's wife cries for seven days. Before Shimshin discussed how there was a seven day party before the wedding, not a seven day party after the wedding. It's actually one of our Makaimis, one of the sources for the Indian of Shabrach, is from these Tukum over here. So the Basak describes for seven days she bothered him by Hibi Finally on the seventh day, by Yagidla, he told her the answer to the riddle, because she was really bothering him, she was really pressing him, and there and he told him the answer to the riddle. And Farshan discussed exactly how she got out of him. The Rabag has a suggestion that it was during Tashmash she was able to get the answer out of him. But either way, the Pasik describes he tells it to Shimshan's wife, he tells the answer to his wife, and his wife now passes it on to the other people. So now the people come to Shimshan on the seventh day, but they tell him what is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion. Meaning, we got the answer to the riddle. So Shimshan tells them, if you weren't involved with my eglossi, which the freshman says, referring to my wife, you wouldn't have found the answer to the riddle. Meaning, Shimshan was telling them, the only reason you got it was because he spoke to my wife. Other Rishayim suggest, or Abak suggests, that could be he was telling them and he was cheshish that one of them slept with his wife, and that's how he got the answer. Either way, Shimshan says, the only reason why you got the answer is because you cheated. You asked the wife, Pasuk Yitas describes how Ruach Hashem came upon Shimshin, which Rashi describes based on the Targum, that Shimshin got this power, this strength, and he was able to be successful in his fights over here, meaning that we've seen before that Ruach Hashem sometimes could, could refer to an Inyav Nevoah. We saw by Sinam and Kanaz, the Targum would translate as, as a Lashon Nevoah, but here it's not necessarily Lashon Nevoah, rather it just means Shimshin got some extra, extra powers, he was able to be successful, he was able to perform miracles. So it says the Pasuk, Shimshin kills 30 men, and he takes off the clothing from them and he gives it to the people who got the answer to the riddle. 
And Shimshon is still very angry and he goes back to his father's house. Pastor Chav describes this is going to be the end of this parak. Moving into the next parak, we're going to see this is part of Hashem's plan that Shimshon is going to get revenge against the Plishtim. So Pastor Chav describes that So now that Shimshon leaves, he goes back to his father's house. So now Shimshon's wife leaves him and she goes and marries somebody else, one of the people who's involved in this story. So now Shimshon's, Shimshon's wife is abandoning him, marrying somebody else, and this is going to take us into the next parak with Hashem. A few quick insights from the Rishayim and the Yechreinim on our parak. Number one, moving back to the beginning of the parak, the parak describes Hashim Shin takes this woman from the Plishtim, so the Rishayim are bothered. Did he really take a wife who was not Jewish? So it seems that all, of, or at least many of the Rishayim over here learn that, of course, she was Megayer before he married her. The Rabag over here, the Radak in the parak before, the Ram Menachos Yisurubi as well. All speak this out very clearly. If you take a look at the Rabag over here, Pasuk Beis, Says the Rabag of Pashit that Shimshon's wife was Megayer first because there's no way that a Shay from Yisrael would marry a woman from the Plishtim. So again, that's how the Rabag, the Radak over here, the Rabbi in Hachas Yisurabiyah, Parakir Gimel, learns like this as well. Then Avada, she was Megayer first. There's an interesting insight that the Sefer Hasidim points out. The Sefer Hasidim, like we're going to see inside in one moment, points out that many of Klaisal's great leaders, the Psukim specifically, describe that they were challenged, that they were Nuchshal in the Indian of Znos, the Indian of Arais. And the Sefer Hasidim points out, the Psukim specifically describe that they don't hide it and they speak it out to teach us that we have to be so careful. If the greatest leaders could be Chaita in this Indian, so too, Kolshikim and Kolshikim, we have to be careful in these Indian, which is what the Gemara Navai Dazar tells in the beginning of the Gimel, that that is the reason why the Torah actually speaks out the story of David HaMalach, because the Torah wants to tell us that if David HaMalach, a great leader in Christ, was able to do the Avera, and he was able to do Tshuva, so nowadays we can do Tshuva as well. So Sefer Hasidim is in Simon Tafre Shutas, and he writes like this, Shem Shana Gibar Shev Gibar, David Chatzah Shev Hasidim, Shlaim HaChacham Shev HaChacham, he writes, Shem Shana was the strongest of the men, David was the tremendous Chatzah, Shlaim was the greatest, the most intelligent person, and he goes through, that Shem that we're going to see in the second later on, he was Nechshel through Inyanani marriage, David was Nechshel with an Inyan of Yifas Tayar, Shlaim as well, and says these Sefer Chasidim all over again. The reason why the Torah specifically spoke out, for example, that David, who was a tremendous chas, was, was involved or was over the Indian of Arias, the Indian of Znos, that even so, even though it was a tremendous chas, when he saw a woman who was nechshal, even though David was very old, says the Sefer Chasidim, the point is, the reason why the Pesukim described this in detail is to tell us that we have to be very careful, stay very far away. So again, just important to say the Sefer Chasidim, and Yanni Arayat, Shachan Arach speaks out, we have to be, stay very, very far away, and that's the Indian why the Pesukim and Tanakh describe it, that we're going to see Shimshon also, is going to have trouble with the woman that he marries, is specifically to point out that we have to be very careful to stay away from these Inyanim of Arayat, Inyanim of Znos. Moving on, there's a beautiful insight that the Saba from Kelm has in this Indian of Shimshon, based on Radak, in the Biparak before. The Radak in Parak Yigil and Pasuk Dal brings down that, of course, that, of course, Shimshon was Megayer, this woman, before he actually married her, because she was a Plishti, of course, he's Megayer. Afal Pikin says the Radak, and we're going to see this more later on in the stories, that Shimshon was, the mistake that Shimshon made, or the quote-unquote Aver that we're describing over the reason why Shimshon eventually was led to his downfall, was because he went after what his eyes saw, and that's how the Pasuk describes her, they just saw this woman, he wanted to marry her. So the Radak explains that if, even though this is something which is Mutter, even though he technically was a Latimer, this Plishti, but still, the fact that he was, the fact that he was going bluster his just going bluster after his eyes and marrying her, that was something which was a, a pagam, and that's why eventually he was punished as well. That he's going to be poked out, his eyes are going to be poked out. 
That was the Mechshah, that was the Avera. So the Sabah of Kelm points out, based on the Sardak and the Sefer Chachma Musar, he points out that the Pesukim over here teaching us a very important lesson. That even though it wasn't really Avera that Shemshim went Basar Zainayim, still one of the most important Yusaydis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us in this world is the concept of Bechir, the concept of free choice. And our job is to use our Seichel to Miskabra of our Taiva and not to just go Basar our Taivas. And he says, if by Shimshain, that even it was, the Mechshah wasn't, a tai, it was something which was Mutter, but Afal Pikain, there was still a Tvi on him because he just went Basar Taiva. Kolshikin, the Kolshikin says this happens. We have to be so careful when it comes to Averis, when it comes to things which are Aser, we have to be extremely careful to use our Seichel to Mizgaber over our Yitzhar. And he points out, based on the Ben Ezra, the Ben Ezra writes in regards to a Nazir, the Pasuk says, Ishki Afliel in their Nether Nazir, a person who makes a Nether to become a Nazir. And the Ebenezer over there writes, Why is the Lashon Yaflia? Why is the Pasuk using Lashon Yaflia, the Lashon Nether? So he explains, Yaflia, Yasser Dover Pella, because a person becomes a Nether, a person becomes a Nazir, I'm sorry, it's a Dover Pella, it's a wonder. Why? Says the Venezer, because the majority of people in this world just go bust their, their taiva, they go bust their, their, their instincts to have the instant pleasure, to have that instant enjoyment. But Adam says Ibn Ezra, the reason why a person becomes a Nazar is we use the Balash and Yaflia is because that's Taka Pella, it's Taka Wonders thing. The natural state for a person is to just go bust their instant taivas, his instant gratification. It's much easier for a person to just go the easier route and just get that instant pleasure for a person to exercise his willpower to do something which is more challenging do something which is harder and to fight his taiva that's something which the Pesukim are describing as a pella however that's as a Salvam Kelm that's our avoid in this world that is our purpose our mission in this world is to be able to miskaber to use our seichel to use our rational thought to overcome our taivas and to serve our Kodesh Baruch properly have a wonderful wonderful day